What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 3VO podcast, where we are all on the same team. I'm one of your hosts today, Brendan. And I'm the other one, Jordan. And if you're new here, we're just two big old nerds who absolutely love, love, love video games. And we love sharing our love of video games with the world. So if you two are a lover of video games, then this is the show for you. As always, it's time to check in. Jordan, how's it going? It's been going pretty good, especially considering that we just got back from an amazing vacation. <sighs> Oh my god. <laughs> Four days on the ocean and one day in Ensenada was so good. It was so nice. It was so I good. drank so much. I, I drank like fish, <laughs> to be honest. I drank so much my doctor told me I needed to stop for a while. <laughs> That's well, not even a lie. Well, it's yeah, exactly it's not even happened. being hyperbolic. There's yeah. a reason why I'm drinking coffee right now, because he said, <laughs> nah, you gotta stop for like at l- a l- <laughs> close to a month, and then you're good. Yeah. <laughs> But our cruise was uh, pretty lit. Super fantastic. Cruise was fantastic. Couldn't ask for better company. Yeah. While we were out there. It was so nice. Everybody was so welcome and like Mm. made that trip so great. Yeah. 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 That's also what I've been up to. I was going to say, it's pretty much a a duo sort of like catching up right now. (laughs) Other than uh, video game wise, however, to, Mm -hmm. to discuss that a little bit. Uh, finally picked up Dying Light 2. Okay. I don't know if I've talked about it too much on this thing. It's one of my favorite. It's Dying Light. The first Dying Light is one of my favorite games of all time. It's a zombie survival game mixed with like a parkour element of the gameplay. So it's like Mirror's Edge, but if there were zombies in it. Huh. Um, and the first one is fantastic. This one, eh, like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's, the gameplay is phenomenal. They've made great improvements gameplay wise. Mm-hmm. The story is just lacking. Which is just like, and the first game didn't have like a complex storyline. It wasn't anything like groundbreaking, but it was solid and it worked and I liked everything about it. This one is just like, it's just very muddy. They added like a choice system kind of into the game. Mm. It's like halfway there, but not really there. It was like, they made the promise that they were going to have like all these things of like alliances and like build your own character, make your own choices. And then it like didn't fully happen. So then they kind of like gave up halfway through so it's like it's kind of there but not at the same time gotcha but i'm still playing it so it's not awful i'm still having a fun time running around jumping on buildings and jumping on top of zombies is still really really fun so that part of it i'm still enjoying yeah (laughs) just you know would have liked a little bit more attention to the story Mm -hmm. on my end that's all cool what about you anything gaming Uh, yeah i picked up a game recently called potion permit it's a newer game it's a cozy game okay um you you play as this guy who just moved to this town and you're like an alchemist from the big city right from the capital and they're like we don't like capital alchemist rada, rada, rada. <laughs> oh my god and you have to like kind of win over the town mm-hmm. and like make friendships with everybody and your whole judge is that you're there to like help heal people so you have to go out and you like collect ingredients and you come back to your uh laboratory and you make potions and People get sick, and then you take care of them in your clinic, and they're like, mm, I guess you're not so bad after all. And it's very cute. It's very Stardew Valley, mm, yeah. but make it, like, alchemy. Yeah, yeah, it's very fun. I love that we've gotten to the place in in video games and just in gaming in general where it's like, that would normally be just somebody in your game that you wouldn't got shit from. Like, that's just a guy in Skyrim. You go by posters Oh, yeah, that's an from. NPC, and now we're making And now yeah. we're in a place where we're just kind of like, no, no, I want to play as that guy. <laughs> that's who I want to be now. Mm-hmm. I want to play as that dude in the game. I love it. <laughs> okay, but it's just like chilling out, making shit, selling yeah, it to people yeah, and whatnot. Super, yeah, very Stardew Valley-esque. Very, yeah, Stardew that's Valley. Cute. Relationship building, yeah. Got you. Sounds like I... I, I doesn't quite sound like it'd be my particular... Right, right, no, it's absolutely thing. right up my alley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get you, I get you. <laughs> 
And now it's time to go over to a reporter in the studio with the headlines, Blumpkin Hamfist. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gents, theys and thems. It's time to bring you the new news in an old way today. Shortly after the announcement of a third Bayonetta game, the original voice actor for the titular character Helena Taylor released a statement on Twitter suggesting that she was only offered a measly $4,000 to return to the role for the third game. Needless to say, folks were a little razzle-frazzled after that. But then a story from Bloomberg, corroborated by Video Game Chronicle, said that they had sources confirming that Taylor was originally offered $15,000 for the role with Taylor clarifying again on Twitter by explaining that she was actually offered $10,000 initially, which then went up to $15,000, with Platinum Games then offering Taylor $4,000 for a cameo appearance in the game. I haven't been this surprised by a story since that Orson Welles fella told us that aliens were attacking. The last thing from Taylor on the subject was them declaring they're standing by their statements and asking fans to boycott the game and instead donate to a list of charities that they shared in the same tweet. Some of those charities were later revealed to possibly have had anti-abortion agendas. Pardon my language, folks, but this whole situation sounds like a real humdinger. Moving on from that hullabaloo, the beta for Outlast Trials opened and closed recently. Players found themselves returning to a familiar setting from the first game, but this time with each other? Dun dun dun! Mark Delaney from GameSpot notes, The biggest difference between the Outlast Trials and the games that precede it is its co-op friendly setup. Every other Outlast experience has been a single player experience. In the Outlast Trials, you can play alone and see all there is to see, but you'll probably get much farther with a friend or three. No official release date has been announced as of yet, but the idea of more Outlast has this, has got this reporter more excited than when they invented the merry-go-round. What year is it supposed to be? Who knows? <laughs> Lots of fun stuff coming out in the next couple of months. As just a few exciting examples, November sees Return to Monkey Island, Just Dance 2023, The Devil in Me, which is the newest from the Dark Pictures anthology, and Sonic Frontiers. With early December releases showing The Callisto Protocol, High on Life, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Dragon Quest Treasures, and Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Lots of fun stuff coming out in the next couple of months. As just a few exciting examples, November sees Return to Monkey Island, Just Dance 2023, The Devil in Me, which is the newest from the Dark Pictures anthology, and Sonic Frontiers. And early December releases showing The Callisto Protocol, High on Life, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Dragon Quest Treasures, and Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. With these many exciting titles coming, who's even got time to go outside and play throw the rope with their kids. Did I make that up? <laughs> You'll never know. And that's it for the new news in an old way this week. Back to you. Thank you so much. And now it's time for some updates of our own. As you probably have already guessed, there have been some channel updates. We're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, we've got some uh, new talent uh, helping us out with the show. Her name is Caitlin Darnell, and she is absolutely incredible. She has already 
brought so much energy and life into the show and we hope that you can all see the difference that she is making um helping us elevate to be the best selves that we can be and put on the best show that we can for you so big ups to caitlin thank you so much for joining the three vo family mm -hmm. we are so happy to have you here it has already been just like how the fuck were we doing this <laughs> without <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't know how this was offered it just feels like we've been holding it together by like with like duct rubber tape bands and, and duct tape yeah <laughs> yeah and now it's and somebody came and just like you know like nails and glue exist right <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, we could have done it that way. You're right, right, right. <laughs> so we hope that you are enjoying the kind of facelift that has been uh, given to the show, and we hope to keep uh, elevating and getting better for you. All right, with all of that out of the way, now it's time to talk about the game of today, and that is Playdead's puzzle platformer Inside. Now, Inside was released in 2016 and is Playdead's spiritual successor to Limbo, which we have covered on the show before. So go back and make sure you listen to our Limbo episode. Inside sees players lead an unnamed protagonist through a multitude of dangers and dodging certain death, while running away from pursuers. Inside takes the dark, side-scrolling, puzzle-solving precedent that was set by Limbo and runs with it. So, let's get into it. Let's talk about this game. Jordan, uh, first impressions. Oh, well, for, for transparency, this isn't even my first impression of this game. Oh, yeah, I you played it before. Played but... this game ages ago, mm -hmm. I think about when it first dropped, because I immediately saw, like, same guys who made Limbo. Right. Gotta check this thing yeah, out right away, absolutely. of course. Mm -hmm. And immediately fell over that. My first impressions were just, like, very similar to Limbo. I kind of, yeah. at first thought, when I first played, I was like, okay, maybe this is like a similar thing to Limbo where it's just like a different, but with like a different look and a different skin to it, yeah. essentially. Mm -hmm. And then immediately jumped into it because it starts the same as Limbo. If you're familiar with Limbo, Ooh, you know, you right. fall, you essentially start uh, like the, well, with this one, you fall down a hill, but like right. with Limbo, you in start, Limbo, you, you wake like up start, and then you mm -hmm. just kind of start. <clears throat> but it just, just go. Yeah, yeah, but it's the same thing. It starts you off, you go, you just start running. It sort of relies on your innate thinking as a gamer to be like platformer go right yes, <laughs> essentially absolutely um and then you just start going and then you realize again you're a smaller child like you're guessing at age you probably be like maybe 13 at most 13, yeah maybe at, at most, most yeah at most and you just start running and you're like i'm in a forest what the hell am i doing here and then immediately there's people with guns chasing you trying to get you trying to not just get you but kill you yeah because <laughs> i don't know if you died at the beginning of the game but the first time somebody catches you, they just run up, grab the child, and snap you. your neck. Yeah. Like, it's, again, similar to Limbo with limited, with, like, limited colors and graphics and yes. all that stuff. Still manages to be a visually compelling game, but also brutal at certain <laughs> moments as well. Absolutely. I think you've touched on kind of the heart of the yes. um, game. Both Limbo and played uh, and uh, Inside have yeah. this. It's like an elegance and simplicity. So yes. Saying. Everything is really stripped down. And I think that's why we like this game a lot. Because it's like, there's not a lot going on scenery wise. No. There's not a lot to the character models. There's not a lot to the mechanics even. It's like you run, you jump, and you can interact with objects like pull levers, push crates, and that's it. Run, jump, grab. That's mm -hmm. all you've got. Exactly. But they managed to make a really fully like developed game out of it. Something that's yeah. really fun and rewarding, right? Yeah. And again, just like even with those limited resources, like visually compelling, like and especially with Inside, an incredibly impressive level of how still how good this game looks like just uh -huh. moments where i would just like stop moving just to like to look at the screen and be like <laughs> like <laughs> there's yeah. like collectively four colors on the screen right now 
And they're all just, they're all working perfectly well mm -hmm. together. It's exactly what it needs to be and is nothing more. Exactly. Yeah. And again, like Limbo, this is normally the part where we would dive deep into like specifically what the plot is for the game. <laughs> again, elegance and simplicity. There's yeah. not much. There's no text in no, the none, entirety none of the game. Not because even, even Limbo, you had like those little like weird diary things you could find I that would give you some so. hints. What? There was like little things you could find that would kind of like it would just give you like a vague idea of what was going on. But there's not even. Are I, you sure? I'm pretty sure. This sounds familiar to me. Maybe Somebody I'm making it up. Us. <laughs> anyway, but no, but but like but yeah, but there's nothing. There's no dialogue. There's nothing that hints you into what's there's going on. Not a single word in the game. Not even like a word on a sign. Yeah, nothing. Which is so cool. Yeah. Well, from a game making standpoint, it makes it really easy to like get it out to the world because you don't have to translate anything. No, it's true. It's like <laughs> it's perfectly accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. there's no language barrier. There's no. no there's no ex. Well, in terms of like the in terms of the storytelling in that sense, there's no accessibility right. barriers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about like how ex it's a simple game, so I don't know about like how good the accessibility is for a game like for this. like everyone, yeah, for everybody. But yeah. yeah, but just like yeah, easy easily marketable, which is good because the company is not based in the states. They're it's not they're Den Danish Danish. Thank you, Den Danish Den Danish. That's exactly <laughs> there. Yes, there's some sort of like Nordic or Swedish. I or actually something. have it up here. Oh yes, please. Very very quickly. Um, well, maybe I don't have it exactly over where they're from. Um, I have. I do know when the when it was start. It was started by the game, the actual game director for Limbo, and then subsequently inside uh, Art Jensen. Um, who essentially was just sort of like sketching out the ideas originally and then founded the company with another uh -huh. with another gentleman um, around 2004. Mm -hmm. No, no, uh, 2006 was when they founded the company together mm -hmm. and started uh, developing games. But even still, they're not any bigger than like, I think... I think like, they had like 16 people total working on the first game. Working on the first game and then they yeah. went to 50 for inside. Yeah. And, but even that wasn't like, it was like, outside contracts and like freelance exactly a lot of freelancing like and yeah exactly. so it was it's it, but even then it still wasn't like a full-on like like a triple a title like mm -hmm. you see where it's like hundreds of literally hundreds of people <laughs> literally hundreds of people without a game people. like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. no so yeah um another great aspect of um of inside and limbo too it's hard to okay let's address it now it's hard to not compare them right because they are very almost similar. impossible yeah. it's like nigh impossible to not compare them yeah um, well, they started in, with the engine they developed for Limbo, for Limbo and used and it then, for Inside. Right. So it's not like it's not like they were trying to hide the fact that it's like no, we're no, doing no, this no, in this way in order to. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they ultimately did move to the Unity engine for uh, mm -hmm. Inside, but they're one is a product of the other. Exactly. Um, exactly. So it's, it's hard to not draw the correlations. Even I mean, just the method of storytelling. Is, yes identical the simplicity identical puzzle solving puzzle platforming aspect identical so mm -hmm. it's hard to not compare them but inside does have great puzzles just like limbo did and i was gonna ask your impressions of the puzzles because yeah. going through it this time i was very familiar again to be like oh yeah this one i have to move this over here and then yeah. jump on here and run around here yeah yeah yeah. whereas like i because I, it's been too long so i don't remember like was there anything you hit that was like just that puzzle game wall where you're just kind of like, mm -hmm. the fuck do you want me to do? Not for longer than, like, a minute or two, to be honest. Okay. I felt like the puzzles were really, like, kind of intuitive, mm -hmm. but, like, also challenging. And, but, like, nothing, like you said, like, beating my head against the wall. Yeah, no, it nothing was, that made you just, like, mm -hmm. want to scream and jump out the window. Because no, it was just, like, not. I don't understand logically where you want me to go from here. Like, this doesn't. Right, right. No, I, 
And maybe that was because we played Limbo and I knew what was the judge kind yeah, of, I you gotcha. know? Um, but I, I, th- I still felt like the puzzles were really like, it felt satisfying to solve them. If that yes. makes sense. It was like, oh, I know, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to push this crate over here. And then I'm going to get out. And then when that all happens, it's so satisfying. Well, that's the thing. It, it, it understands the satisfying thing of solving a puzzle is the solving of the puzzle. It's not right. like, you know, it's not the treasure you find at the end or the door that opens right. up. It is, it is, it is that moment of going like, I got it. And right. then having it, conf- and then the getting to leaving the room or moving on from it right. is the confirmation of like, Oh yes, you were right. Now you get to move on. Correct. Exactly. You know what I mean? The satisfaction is in, in a puzzle is solving the damn puzzle. Exactly. And the game inside is jam packed with them. It's like it's got nonstop. So many. Limbo so was many. The, limbo was the same way, but it's just basically like moving from one puzzle to the next, to the next, to the next. Yeah. Which is, great for me i like a game like that personally. but there's also really cool stuff where it's like it, it once again like with no dialogue with no text overlays no like hints that pop up to be like to be yeah. like you should be doing this right now it's so nice to want to figure out on your own like i do remember the first time there's a section in it so to vaguely sort of talk about what happens in the game well like we said you start off as this little boy you fall down the side of a hill you get up you start running you start getting chased by dudes um and eventually you make your way into like this huge facility yeah. Where they're messing with clones or, or zombies? like or zombies or like it's, yeah. it's like, who knows yeah um I got like reanimated body like zombie people vibes that's what I got from it I kind of got that too but at first I remember first playing it I was like oh is this like a cloning facility am I like an escape clone and mm. then we started messing with like the ability to control, control. them and move them around with exactly. you and whatnot and I was like okay this is something else never mind mm-hmm. um. But there's a section where you're running around and you see first, again, brilliant visual storytelling. You're running along the rooftops in this facility and you see in the background mm-hmm. of it, of, which is a great thing to use in a 2D platform to use your background to tell your story. Yeah. And you see a line of these like, again, just like vague featureless sort of humans mm-hmm. just walking perfectly in sync in a line together. And then you wind up in a spot where you fall through a hole and you end up in that line. Yes. That you watched earlier so of them cool. walking in sync. Yeah. And this little like robot hovers above you and puts like a light on you to kind of like spotlight you. And, and again, you without have... telling you, you figure out like, I have to match with the group. And right. you then have to spend a minute or so <laughs> to just like walking in step perfectly in sync with everybody else there and stopping and jumping when they tell you to. Right. And just like keeping. Uh-huh. And it's just like it gives you just enough space to see enough ahead of you. To know, like, okay, when I get in that box, I have to jump when they all jump. Right. Or when I get to this section, I have to turn around and turn back around when they do. Right. Just so well done. And again, no hints. Nothing pops up. Nothing says anything. You just figured out on your own. It's really effective. It's really cool to see a game not need text at all. Yeah. And you, like, know exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does good things, too, because it's, like, it has little moments with the game itself that kind of, like, Handholding is the wrong word, but just like it's like the, the character will sort of give you a hint like, hey, right now you might want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like the very beginning of the game, the first time you run into the dudes who are like pull up in the Jeeps and start chasing you. Yeah. You don't push a button. Your character sort of crouches and like starts mm-hmm. hiding behind things and is like sort of peeking over yeah, a little bit on yeah, its yeah, own, yeah. which makes you go like, oh, I don't want to be seen by these people. Right. Same thing with like when you drop into the thing and you end up in the line. He quickly looks around and then drops his head to match with to, everyone yeah, else there to too. Match. Mm-hmm. It immediately makes you go like, "Oh shit! Okay, I need to do what I need to do here." Right. So there's little things that are that are hints, but right. it's not like a pop up going like, "Uh oh, better try to." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Like, yeah. it's not it's not like super obvious. Press the like, X button to interact with objects. Like, yeah, which is like some games you need that, and I and I don't and I don't have yeah. an issue with it in general. But like right. sometimes it is just kind of like I don't need you to tell me they need to fucking crouch here. Just what button right. is crouch? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. All I need. That's all I need is just what are the buttons? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is as if somebody's been playing games for so long, it is refreshing to get a game like this where it's just kind of like we trust you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, you, you, you got this. You got this. It's, it's a side scroller. There's yeah. like three controls to it. Right. We're not gonna. We're not gonna treat you like a fucking moron. Right. It really is nice to be like this game thinks I'm smart. <laughs> and honestly, for a game like this, I feel like a, a pop up that's like interact with this object by pressing x you can pull levers too like i think all of that would like really it, it's breaking the fourth wall yeah and and it, it would take away from the experience that is the would game would fully break the yeah. immersion for me yeah for absolutely. sure with 100 percent, just like pull mm -hmm. me out of it yeah um and the immersion i'm glad you touched on that because that brings me to my next point which is this game has that kind of like outlast effect that i've talked about wherein like when something is happening to the character it feels like it's happening to you oh my god yeah you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. you feel so i think it's because of the perspective and like how much you stay with this one and there's no like cutscenes, no cutaways nothing like that mm -hmm. how much you stay locked in step with the character yeah. you're playing who is how sympathetic i feel towards this young child in this game mm -hmm. is interesting because i don't i don't know his name like arguably right. like the, the game suggests something more masculine so you assume a boy but arguably it doesn't arguably, give you any kind of gender identity Absolutely, to it yeah. but like it does you feel so much for this kid as he goes through this where you're just kind of like oh buddy like yeah. <laughs> so what i always feel when i play i'm just like oh champ i'm so sorry mm -hmm. i don't i if, if i could make you go towards me and just get out i would but right my options are left and right i'm sorry <laughs> i can't do anything else i'm trying here mm -hmm. yeah um especially to like the the like water sections of the game usually water sections are like the worst right usually nobody likes to do the swimming and like doing all of that yeah. in this game it's like so smooth i really really like i like the submarine portion oh, a yeah. lot and i liked that there was like the recurring like baddie that was trying to get you in the water I, I, I was, I was, she was freaky I, I, I was gonna say gameplay mechanic wise it is not the worst but in terms of that shit no, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just it's yeah. this like little girl <laughs> again like roughly grudge around the same hair age, in the water grudge yeah. hair in the water and yeah. she just like she just chases you in yeah. the water yeah and you're just kind of like not only is this 100 percent not my elements but also you're horrifying yeah <laughs> and i do not want to be caught by you but also no hints for just like run away you just see her and you and you just go <laughs> run like yeah. i need to not be near her just i need screaming. to be away from her a lot of screaming a yeah. lot of heart racing in those yeah. did you ever get caught when you were in the submarine by her uh i don't think so for some reason that's the most like creepy one for really? me with her what happened she like goes up to the little window on the front where you could see your little character in there and like bust her way in through that oh so like she goes God. to the top she's like and like gets in there and gets at you horrifying it is truly fucking terrifying horrifying yeah. okay well with all of that out of the way i think we've arrived to the point where we want to talk about the ending oh, kind of our interpretation boy. of the ending. oh so, my god spoilers ahead warning um we're gonna talk about the true like true quote-unquote ending and then also the secret ending. yeah 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 and how you get the secret ending, if you care to know. But spoilers ahead, fair warning. If you don't want to know uh, the end, then like skip ahead um, so that you don't get spoiled. But let's talk about just, that I just, I just want to get your like, I just want to get a barometer here real quick before yeah. we dive into the details. Right. What was your reaction 
to the ending first uh, time. I was bothered, <laughs> bewitched, <laughs> and bewildered. <laughs> like I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And and then like when you like became part of okay, so let's let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you've made you've made your way through this game, solved all the puzzles, dodged all the baddies, um, and the traps, and you get into this like aquatic chamber where this congealed mass of bodies has formed yeah and they are hooked up to the mind control things that yeah. you've experienced throughout the game there's like four yeah. on them and you've got and like all the scientists and workers in the facilities yes. up against glass like looking and looking seeing inside, what's happening right? and and monitoring what's happening yeah and you get in there and then you rip all of the mind control bits off and then you become one with they yeah. call it the huddle yeah the huddle which i hate the huddle it's such a, <laughs> mm, i hate it so much I hate that that's the term it's but disgusting you become one with the huddle and then you are this fleshy blob for the last like few sections of the game yep um, yep and one right off the blob mechanics i i could play a whole game like that i thought it was so cool i was i remember the first time playing it i was like this is going to probably get really weird and annoying to control. And it's slightly it so different fine. than what you've been doing, but it's not like it's unfeasible or undoable. No, not at like, all. Like again, same thing, like no section where I was like, where I was just like, I wanted to throw a controller. It was just right. like, it was very, very clean still. Absolutely. Was, but like still you felt that like you, again, the impressive thing for how limited the, the resources were right. for this, of just like, I felt a difference in like, weights and how i had to control it as well yeah which is insanely impressive to do with uh -huh. something like that i was just like oh no no, i can't jerk the stick just all the way to the left because it's just gonna go yeah. and then i gotta stop it <laughs> like, right right so anyway so you become one with the huddle and then you smash and blast your way through the facility and you finally get out very satisfying too very satisfying to just like I think, yeah. just like bulldoze your way yeah. over these like scientists and just yeah. like breakthrough walls yeah. and shit. It's, like, it's, it's a very so... it's very much like oh we broke out we are unhinged like yeah, we're, we're done we're now done we're now. fucking done and um okay so interpretation i believe and lots of other people believe this is yeah. not revolutionary but that the so i do the have some huddle, of the theories that have right that the around. huddle was actually controlling the boy throughout the entirety of the game through the mind control devices yeah and used the boy as a means to get out yeah, 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 yeah. And that is, like, the ending is, like, you finally break out of the facility and you, like, kind of roll down this hill and you're on the coast and you can see the water and it's like, ah, we finally made it outside. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. That's more the one that I've just, like, definitely more subscribed to myself. Uh -huh. um, there's also, there was a couple other interesting ones that I really, really liked. Mm -hmm. um, the one that was really weird for... I was trying to think of which which part of what it was. Um, was given the facility and the theory scientist, but the boy. Oh yeah, was it the idea that a lot of this was like that? This was all sort of a like test set up by the scientists. Oh, interesting. Like the, the, the like they allowed the boy to escape to see what he could do to see mm. about making it back to the huddle and stuff like that. Like how strong is the huddle? How really? strong is the huddle? How and how they, how deep oh. is its, its reach and its pull towards everything yeah. that it can control? And then it just like spirals that. beyond out of their control. They're like, oh, we fucked up. Yeah, we didn't realize <laughs> that he was gonna. We didn't realize that if he got absorbed by the huddle. He would then be able to break out as the huddle. Yeah. Didn't anticipate Didn't that. Think about that. Because the reason why I kind of do like that too is because like when you start fucking with shit, the scientists do nothing. 
Mm-hmm. But you start pulling everything off of the huddle, and they're just sitting there going like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah okay, tracks. Yeah. this is tracks. This is what he was gonna do." Yeah. And then you get pulled into it. They still do nothing, but it's only when you start, start breaking the glass. Breaking the glass apart is when they kind of go like, oh, "Oh, this wasn't supposed to happen." Fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, did you get the secret ending? Did you research the secret ending? I ever- have got. I'm not on this playthrough because I just for this I was uh-huh. just like get through the game again yeah. to get me familiar with it. But yeah. I have gotten the secret ending Wild. before. So it's the most it's so weird. It's so <laughs> weird. And let me say very quickly, I love a fucked up ambiguous ending. Like it's one of my favorite. If it's done well, it's one of my favorite things. Like people hate it. So, like some people hate it, but the ending to Hereditary is one of my favorite fucking things on the planet. Because <laughs> it's just like, and we're done. And I'm like, that's incredible. <laughs> I love it so much. Right. But like similarly with this, it's just like even with that, like with the big escape, you get this big grand finale, and then the huddle just flops on the fucking coast, and you're like. Oh, that's it? Yeah, yeah. Remember the first time I played, just sitting there, just like, no, something else has got to happen. Something else has got to happen. And then credits started going, and I went, something else has got to happen. It's no, trying to trick me. No, something no. else. Nope, and then nothing. It's kind of like, you finally made it outside, but at what but cost? Yeah, but at what price? Right. Like, exactly, at what yeah. cost? <laughs> so which then with the secret ending, it's right. even more weird, because what you sort of discover, and I remember I found one randomly as you go through the game there's these like and some of them you don't unlock until you finish the game and then you could go back in oh is that true yeah you oh, have I to didn't know that. you have to finish the game and then there's a section you could get to where it allows you to uh, go back to certain chapters in the game okay and look for these like little spots so but, oh, but you could you could potentially get all of them in the first playthrough i don't know if i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure what i read was that like you have to beat the game oh, okay. and then it, the game would allow you to go back and repeat sections and okay. then you could find all that stuff Interesting. um but anyway we're dancing around it, sorry. Um, basically what it is, is like throughout the game, you find these like weird little like orbs orbs that show up and they're like, they're all like hidden underground or like they're like deep inside of a yes. cave or something like that. Very clearly supposed to be secret. Yeah. But you find them by like finding these like little cords that kind of run in and out of them. Uh-huh. Um, and you just run up to them and you grab them and you essentially just unplug them and they just shut off. And there's, mm-hmm. I think there's like, no more than like 15 or 20 of them throughout sounds the whole about game. right sounds about right so i found the first one it, the first one i think is when you like jump off a cliff and you're in the water for the first time mm-hmm. and the people are searching for you with searchlights yeah i was like because i always do this in side scrollers i'm like oh game wants me to go right so it's time to go left yep exactly so, you always yeah. always check left first right so i went in and i like found it and i was like oh cool and orb thing and then i interacted with it pulled it out deactivated it and i was like oh i'm sure that shut off something that i was supposed to do yeah, like, just supposed to i'm sure that i just like came here early right but yeah. i'm sure i like turned off an electric fence or like something right yeah. and i didn't think anything of it yeah. and then i found another one later on and i was like oh so this is a thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is the thing so should i have been looking for these the whole time right. <laughs> and then i did kind of start actively looking for them mm-hmm. um but I didn't know what it was, like, leading up to until I, like, researched it. And then I was like, ah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Secret I, there was definitely one that I missed and, like, could not fix because yeah. you needed, like, mind control people to, like, do it. And I had already moved past. Oh, where, I think I know what you're talking, talking about. about. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, where yeah, you're getting yeah. all of the people in the facility. One of my favorite puzzling sections. So weirdly that fun. So weirdly fun to just, like, it. get this, like, gaggle of just, like, of, like flightless humans. just, like, following you around. Yeah. It's both like really like endearing and also really creepy at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like it's the first time in the game that you're like, I don't feel totally alone right now. But yeah. it's only because I'm surrounded by mindless, mindless fucking, fucking corpses yeah. <laughs> that are only following me because of my mind control powers that I've gotten now. <laughs> but uh, you go through the you go throughout the chapters and you find these little spots and you start unplugging all this shit. And you're right. just kind of like, what is this for? And then you get to the last like big one that you got to unplug. 
and then you unplug it and your character falls over dead. <laughs> right. Essentially. <laughs> and that's and then it just fades to black and it's like, no, nope, that's it. And that's the secret ending. It's that's like the secret actually, ending. Yeah. So wild. Which is the theory on that has been that that, that that's that's sort of like the the, the devices used to sort of like help broadcast the signal yeah, of, of the hardware like to help mind control. Yeah. And then you're just like, no, fuck that. And you fully unplug it and that completely deactivates its control right, over right. everybody in the facility. Mm -hmm. To which I'm like, that's super cool and interesting. And I really, really, <laughs> really, really like that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, that's, that is uh, inside in a nutshell. Yeah. But, but um, before, before we move on, there is oh, something sure. I oh, wanted to... So no, I'm sorry. This is something I needed to mention because it's just like, just looking into this thing was so much fun. Just mm -hmm. like, we always have fun researching this stuff, but yeah. just like finding all the weird little nuggets for this thing just like made me happy. Um, so looking into it, I got to look into like the, this, the like the sound design for the game and the music oh, and stuff like okay, that. Because yeah. it's very, the, the, the music in the game is very, very simple. Like, it's very similar to Limbo, where there's just, like, this little... It just seems like there's, like, little notes going in and out and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And just, like, kind of pops up when you need to know, like, there's a dramatic cue for something or something like that. But it really is there to create the atmosphere. Um, but just wanted to mention this thing really, really quickly here for what I found out about the music. Yeah. Um, Martin Stig Anderson with Gunver Ryberg composed and designed Inside Soundtrack Returning from Limbo. Um, Anderson was inspired by 1980s B-horror films, often used in... Uh, synthesizers but did not want to compose an actual soundtrack instead he created the music by routing sound through a human skull and recording the result a bone conducting sound that created a somber chill quality that often completes that often complements insides visuals wild they literally made the fucking score for this <laughs> by running their sound through a fucking human skull that is the coolest fucking thing i've ever heard in my life it is it is so cool. It's so metal. <laughs> metal. It's so fucking metal. I mean, he's so happy when I heard it. Yeah. I literally was just like sat there for like two minutes, just like giggling. I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's very, very cool. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about some of the accomplishments uh, of this game. Because if our endorsement wasn't enough, yeah. uh, let's talk about the actual things that this game has like achieved. Yeah. Uh, for one, the lowest score across all major publishers on this game is an eight, the lowest score. Yeah, so that's so that's like Wild. that's Game Informer, that's Kotaku, right. that's like any of the major all publishers out there that do right. game reviews. Mm -hmm. Every, no one went lower than a fucking eight. Right. And even that, I feel I'm, I'm like, how did you even give it an eight? <laughs> like, what did you? What was your flaw? What did you find that was wrong with this? I, I do wonder. Um, Personal taste would be the only thing to me that would give this game an eight. I think so. With someone going yeah. like, I like the ending. <laughs> That would be the right. only thing that I could yeah, see. Absolutely. Other things that it's won: uh, best independent game from the Game Critics Award 2016, best art direction, and best independent game from the Game Awards from 2016. The Dice Sprite Award, outstanding achievement in art direction, outstanding achievement in game direction from the 20th annual annual Dice Awards. Uh, camera direction in a game engine from the National Academy of Video Game Trade Reviews. Best audio, best visual art. Uh, for, at the Game Developers Choice Awards 2016, Artistic Achievement, Game Design, Narrative, Original Property, and Action from the 13th British Academy Games Awards, and Best User Experience and Best Visual Design from the 2018 Webby Awards. Holy mackerel. I mean... What else do you need <laughs> for us to sell you this Crazy. game that came out four years ago? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, again, if our endorsement wasn't enough, uh, hopefully that puts it over for you. Yeah. So here's what's coming up in Play Dead's future, because uh, Play Dead's third game has been teased as early as January 2017. So they're working on something, some third project. 
Um, and they're describing it as like a fairly lonely sci-fi game somewhere in the universe. We like space games. We like creepy space games. This sounds right up our alley. And if they're going to just like expand on yeah. what Limbo and Inside have already set up, I'm all I'm all for it. Oh, the, you, you could just tell me that just like this takes place inside a molecule. But if it's from Playdead, I'm going <laughs> to pick it up. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I don't get like your setting. Cool. Like space. Neat. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. You ha you have my money. Yeah, let's go. Totally. totally absolutely. Uh, so that's all we have for inside. Let's go over to our bonus round. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for what? being here. Uh, everybody, you're hearing the lovely voice of Caitlin, uh, who's here to make our show bigger and better. Uh, <laughs> and she has planned a bonus round for us, so we have no idea what's going no on. No clue what's going to happen. So uh, yeah. tell us more. <laughs> so, you know, we're just going to have a cute, fun time. We're, okay. uh, we're going to uh, see if you know yourself. Oh. Um, through the, the uh, peer-reviewed and, you know, tested... BuzzFeed quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yes. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I, I chose a little bit of a theme. It's my favorite gaming, you know, franchise, Pokemon. Okay. There we go. Excellent. Um, a lovely choice. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, Biased. Oh boy. Um, your favorite evolution will deter will determine what you look for in a life partner. Okay. And then also just you know what Pokemon are you? So I want I want you guys to uh, first tell me. Let's do what Pokemon are you first? Okay. What Pokemon do you think you are? Let's see if you're right. Ooh, what Pokemon am I? Hmm. This is gonna be harder for Jordan because he doesn't know his Pokemon as well. Oh no. Well, he, well here's, here's, here's the thing. I, yeah, that's the thing. I, I have my Pokemon in mind, but I don't remember. What it's called? Describe, Describe it to us. Yeah. It's like it's. I know. I know. It's the middle evolution of three. Okay. It's just like the, it's just the fucking buff kind of rocky dude. Oh, uh, are you not Graveler? Is is it a monkey or oh, is, is it a Rhydon or that one? No, fucking. It's not. It's not him much. It's it's, it's 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 one that you literally starts as like a tiny little dude that's like kind of like a little like fighty muscly guy. It turns not oh, him though. You're thinking him. Of, but it turns into like just like a jack dude basically, and then turns oh, into another one with four arms. Ma machoke. machoke, machoke. It is machoke. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that for you. That, that, that's who, that, like just a big fucking buff Pokemon. Like what else? I understand. Very quickly, and we'll, you might you know shut this down. Look, uh, Google the uh, the uh, original sprite from a shop. It's adorable. Original sprite from a shop. Yeah. Like, how do you spell? Uh, you got it. M-A-C-H-O-P. Yep. He's, doing, he's, he's like a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, a yeah. goof. Yeah. Yeah, that was what it was for, like, one of the original, like, Game Boy ones. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. I saw, I saw this that's little the, fuck. That's the ones that I played. I saw this little guy when I played the games. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry. Again, another one. For, uh, do the, the same thing, but for um, Golbat. Golbat. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, with his tongue out. Perfect. Yeah, I forgot about him. Oh, we added a little thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's one with like bad pixelation. That tongue can look like something else. Oh, with the with like the with like the alignment and the placement. Oh. So you're gonna have a hard time with this quiz if you did not play Pokemon. So it's okay. We'll help you. Uh, 
I played it way back in the day. Like it's just and I'm just old. What we're referencing here. So uh so then I need to figure out what Pokemon I am. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um I don't know. I feel like mm, <laughs> Help me out here. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know. Because I wanna say like Bulbasaur. <laughs> like that's just I, that's my favorite. I thought Bulbasaur, honestly, Bulbasaur at first. I did think Bulbasaur. I love Bulbasaur. I'm like um, I thought it's Bul like it's like the Cop out answer. I it's no, my favorite, I, but. I, I, I honestly, for you, I thought Bulbasaur or Squirtle. He like no bullshit. Is chill. He likes eating and sleeping. Yeah, and <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and laying in the sun. He takes out his vines. He does a little dancey dance. So it totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first question, and we're gonna see if you guys are right. Mm, okay. How well do you know yourself? Yeah. Uh, where do you live? And the answer, the the uh, options are. Ah. Meridian City, Pewter City, Cerulean City, Vermilion, Lavender Town, Cinnabar Island, Fuchsia City, and Saffron City. So basically, one of the towns from the the yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Well, I can look. Well, can I ask? Can I ask questions to maybe help? Ask yeah you yeah absolutely. I can. Uh, I can go most of these. Yeah. It, this is like dream. I would like want to live here. Yeah. This is the way. Where do you live? Yeah. Cinnabar Island for sure. I was like kind of tropical. It's yeah. got a volcano and everyone wants to fight you. Oh, okay. <laughs> is there like is there anything that's like kind of like not in the middle of it, but sort of like forest adjacent? Viridian. Viridian, yeah, because I like a little bit of isolation, but I don't want to be like locked away from society. So something yeah. that's like cool too, because once you can uh, chop down trees, yeah. you have like that shortcut that takes you to literally anywhere. That sounds vaguely <laughs> familiar, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, out of the way by the forest. That's why, like, because that's kind of like what I love about where I live right now is that I'm like I'm I'm close to like Pasadena and LA, so I could go there if I want to. But like, I kind of live in a cozy little town, so it's not like super busy all the time, which I like. So yeah, that okay, Viridian City, then that works Perfect. for me. I'm now realizing that I'm a little more mellow. Oh, okay, this is, I have to have keypad built. Yep. <laughs> yep. Let me go ahead and paste this and hope. <laughs> Perfect. All right. The next question. Who's a gym badge? So there's a boulder badge, Ooh. a cascade badge, thunder badge, rainbow badge, soul badge, volcano badge, earth badge, marsh badge, relic badge. Can I have two? Because I feel like I, I have boulder <laughs> and rainbow badge. You can have two. Do you know the rules of BuzzFeed quizzes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with earth badge because okay. I always like the design. The shape of it was really cool. Just based on like gut and seeing how I'm feeling, I'm gonna go Boulder Badge. Mm -hmm. That just feels right to me. <laughs> it just sounds right. Yeah. I like it. Um, did I say Earth Badge? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you did. Oh, I did. I did. I did. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm blind. I'm pretty, pretty sure that you named all of them. I did, yeah. And then you were saying Boulders. Yeah. I said Boulder Badge. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Boulder. Yeah. Got you. Uh, gotta go with blue out of those options because blue yeah. is my first. Yeah, first one. Yep. I remember I had both blue and red oh. when I was <laughs> rich. Wait. <laughs> when I was like way way younger, I also played it on like the old fucking brick Game Boy. All right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I still play it on. Yeah. <laughs> 
but then when I got that, but then I got the color, like the special Pikachu one that came with yellow, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I played the shit out of that one, but. And you get a Pikachu as your starter. And you get a Pikachu as your starter. Cool. And I was a big fan of the, of the cartoon Pikachu. growing up. So I think I'd have to go yellow. Okay. I'm going to go yellow on that one, actually. Good choices. Good choices. All right. What is your best quality? Respectful, honest, passionate, humble, focused, confident, brave, likable, sexy. <laughs> well, we could just say that for both of us. Sexy. I'm going to need you to given. resist the urge to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to compliment both of us, and all you did was tear me down. Will not have it. Jesus. <laughs> I, uh, I, I may have acted uh, a little uh, quickly. Uh, I didn't realize so you were going to compliment both of us. <laughs> so not respectful. Not respectful, but maybe honest. <laughs> to a lethal degree, apparently. I'm going to go with uh, confidence, because mm. I am uh, typically... Overconfident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, what were some of the options again? Sorry, can you run me through? Respectful, honest, passionate, humble, focused, confident, brave, likable, and sexy. I really think I'm gonna go for me. I'm gonna go passionate. Yeah. Okay. To like, to like a to, similarly to just like a problematic degree. <laughs> it's like <laughs> when I lock in on something that I love. That's like all I'm gonna think about and talk about for a long, a long time. By best quality, you meant most intense, right? Yeah, most intense, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your greatest weakness? Distant, selfish, perfectionist, impatient, unassertive, controlling, stubborn, always late, or pushy? Perfectionist. You're definitely perfectionist. <laughs> I would say for you, for sure. Um, I'm stuck between, I feel like I'm kind of stuck between stubborn and pushy. Like I tend to like, like similar to the passionate thing. I just like when I get locked in on something, I tend to really want to try to get my way. Mm -hmm. Something I've been working on a lot, but I and I tend to sort of like try to really push in the direction of things that I want to get. So I'd say pushy is probably my biggest weakness. Okay, uh, who's the hottest? Ash, Christy, Brock, Gary Oak, Nurse Joy, Professor Oak, Jesse, James, or Officer Jenny? None of the above. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Come on. Is Jesse and James a single option? No, separate. I know. Together it would be a shoe in. Gotta be James. BuzzFeed quizzes are fucking by erasure. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with James uh, because he'd be turning it out. He, in those yeah, outfits. it's true. <laughs> I think I might go James too, actually. Yeah. Like, Jesse's cute, but I don't Boring. know. There's something about James. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that too. <laughs> Gotta pick a leaf stone. Me too. Nice. <laughs> why? Why for you? I know what I, I know what I mean. Oh, I mean, uh, it's 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 a, okay. This is a weird thing. The other stones look kind of like a crystal almost, mm -hmm. and I like the leaf stone because it's so simple. Mm -hmm. It's just so like innocuous almost. You know? Right. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm gonna go thunder. Okay. And I can explain why very very quickly. Caitlin, what did you call me before we started recording? <laughs> Big and loud. Beautiful and loud. Beautiful, Beautiful and loud. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Need I say more? <laughs> so, um, I think you guys know yourself pretty well. It was a, it's a slightly off. 
Okay. Uh, but kind of <laughs> on. So, um, uh, Pikachu? I got Pikachu! Uh, okay, I can see it. You. Yeah. Sure, you can be stubborn at times. But you also know how to kick some butt when the time is right. You're a strong Pokemon and an even stronger friend. Any Pokemon Aww. master would be proud to have you on their team. Aww. Pikachu's the OG. I'm good with this. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's a good one. I yeah. Think it might be. And then I think actually he knows you better than you know yourself. Blastoise. Hey! Because he said Squirtle. Ooh, I did. Yeah. I can um, see that. Cannons. Freaking cannons. <laughs> You're about as badass of a Pokemon as they come. Remember when you were just a baby Squirtle? Of course you don't, because now you have cannons on your back. <laughs> You've upgraded your life to the max. Oh my gosh. That said nothing about me. It was all about cannons. I, I will say when I did play, when I did, when I did play, the originals back in the fucking day. I always started with Squirtle because I loved getting to Blastoise for the for the for the game. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite one. To, my favorite start. My favorite ending for it started to get to. See, I always picked. The, I always picked a Grass starter, just right? Because my green is my favorite color, and you know how green people are. Um, but I always picked the Grass starter, and especially in the first game because Venusaur had Solar Beam. Fucking yes. Solar Beam. Yeah. Hello, like yeah. Plus, it's the only starter for for that one. Oh, no, Charizard. I was saying it's the only double, uh, it turns to poison grass. Oh. Uh, thing, but I think Charizard is by applying, but I could be wrong. Oh, yeah. Something I like think that. you're right, but, but not like in first gen, because first gen exclusively Pokemon can only be one type. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. It wasn't until, uh, I almost said season two. Yeah. It wasn't until <laughs> generation two that Pokemon could have double typing. <laughs> I always started with Squirtle, because, like, the first gym you interact with is in the original ones anyway, it was rock gem. with yeah. the rocks and I was just Absolutely. like, water type, fuck them up. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so then your favorite Eevee will determine what you look for in a life partner. Umbreon. Uh, I, well, yeah. Slammed Umbreon. <laughs> yeah. So first I want to hear like, you know, how will you know yourself? What do you, what do you look for in a life partner? Oh, uh, well, let me, let me think about yeah, my life partner. Yeah, say, <laughs> let us both think of to the people we're married to yeah. and just kind of go, well, uh yeah well i mean this is garrett because he is my ideal life partner uh but he's like funny makes me laugh all the time we love joking with each other he's unafraid to roast me and check Mm -hmm. me when i need to be checked um but he like tries to make himself better every day for me and for our marriage and uh and i try to do the same for him so well this got sad i love it though (laughs) Mine's similar, but just a little bit different. Just like one of my favorite things about my about my marriage is that it's like I and the whole relationship was one thing I always appreciated was that it's like you've ever like seen people or hung out with somebody who like they're one way with you. And then when their partner shows up, like their voice changes and they talk differently. And you're like, who the mm, fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like never once felt like I had to do with Melly. Never yeah. had to be like a different person in front of her than I was with like with my friends and whatnot. Yeah. Um. But in, in the opposite side of that, though, being with her and just like appreciating her has made me really, really, really want to become someone better. So it's just like it's helped change habits for me. So like it's someone who for me, the ideal trait is someone who can push me in a way that is like I want better for you, not in a way that's like you can be better. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like I want to be better mm-hmm. because I want to be that for her. She's not expecting me to be better. She just likes she just likes the drive and just like will encourage that for me yeah yeah wow <laughs> 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 okay well let's get into the 
What's your favorite evolution? I don't fucking remember what they all are. You want me to run through them? You want me to run through them? Misleading. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I did always just like Eevee Eevee's because so it is so. Sweet. It's it's the it's so cute. Adorable, but I mean, there's there's Jolteon, there's Flareon, there's Vaporeon, uh, Espeon, Umbreon, Leafeon, Sylveon, Glaceon. I always like the fire one. I never always like that one. Flareon. I always like Flareon growing yeah. up. So okay. If I had to pick a favorite, it'd probably be that one. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, your uh, Umbreon yeah. um, tells you that you can't help but want the uh, the cliche of tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> it's not my husband <laughs> at all. <laughs> that said, you love a partner who is a bit of an enigma. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's that tracks. <laughs> uh, since they do keep a lot to the fact that you know so much is one of the most rom- wait, sorry, since they do keep to themselves, the fact that you know so much is one of the most romantic things you can think of. Mm-hmm. You love being the key keeper to your heart of your significant other. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I get that. I get that actually. Yeah. 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 That seems right for you. Yeah. He's definitely not tall, dark, and handsome. The he is. Romantic. He's handsome. But. <laughs> it seems that your heart is drawn towards a fire type. Your partner has to be passionate about what they are doing in life and spicy in the bedroom. Oh. Oh. You are the person who falls head over heels for countless acts of romance. Mm-hmm. Oh. That is not a lie. That is not a lie. <laughs> well, happy to see that you guys mostly know. <laughs> as far as BuzzFeed is concerned. Yeah, because what we all know right now is that is that human psychology can be broken down to like 10 questions about Pokemon. Absolutely. It's easily, easily done. Repeated studies. Mm-hmm. Like they approved, this is a proven fact. Can I see oh, the abstract for this? Yeah, I want to see. <laughs> Who funded this? Study? Yeah, I want to know who's in charge of this thing. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to the latest and, in my opinion, the greatest episode of the podcast so far. What did you think of the changes and the new direction that we're moving in with this episode? And what did you think about Inside? Let us know. Also, if you have any ideas for future discussions for our show, um, you can send us an email at 3VOPodcastTeam at gmail.com and give us some of your ideas. You can also find us pretty much everywhere online. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of it at... All of it at 3VO Podcast. Um, so please make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to all of that stuff for us. It really makes a difference. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening, guys. We really, really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Bye.